0: This is Suzanne York from Humans Optimized. We believe that advances in technology coupled with elevated human skills create immense opportunity in the future of work. Now, with the upheaval of COVID-19, our future has quickly become today's reality. Through the uncertainty, fear, and concern of the pandemic, we find stories of human resilience, innovation, and hope. Join us as we share our experiences, discuss what may be ahead, and explore together how we can come back stronger than we were before. Unemployment continues to climb during the pandemic, and the impacts are far-reaching. From financial to emotional, this unexpected moment is affecting so many people and their families. In past episodes, I've talked with leaders who have had to make the difficult decision to lay off employees, recruiters who shared advice on how to navigate a career change during this time, And now in this episode, I'm talking with Amanda Grace Herring about her experience with losing her job as a result of COVID-19. Amanda Grace, thank you for joining me and being willing to share your story.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited.
0: Well, you are in the, I hate to say it, but one of the highest hit areas in Seattle, Washington. And um, so there's a lot that you can share with us about what you've been experiencing. And as we collect these stories, your experience is an important one as we try to figure out how to navigate the rising unemployment numbers. Could you share more about what's been happening for you over the past few weeks?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I um it's so funny because I remember so clearly, right before this all started, being at a uh, work lunch with my boss, and the restaurant had TVs, and the TV, the headline said first case of coronavirus confirmed in Washington state. And I was like, Oh, that we have our first case. And we started talking about it. And I was like, I feel like this is just, you know, there's so much hype around this. I feel like there's always a end of the world scenario. Every year people freak out about the flu. Like, this is not a big deal. People need to calm down. And then (laughs) like two days later, my mom texted me and was like, have you been watching the news? Because five people have died. I was like, "Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. I called that wrong. Um, I, I just could not have been more wrong about what I thought was happening. Um, and I think like everyone else, it just caught me totally unawares that this was even a possibility. Um, so at first we were still, uh, going to work and, uh, doing everything like normal. And then we started, uh, working from home, um, and doing the quarantine or the self-isolation thing. And, uh, then a few weeks into that, I was laid off. Uh, my company, uh, had unfortunately, had to lay off employees in response to uh, the economic blow that the coronavirus is causing. Um, and so that was, it was quite a shock. Um, I've never it. been, I've never been laid off before. Um, so That in and of itself was brand new. I I had no idea how to sign up for unemployment and all of those practical things. But at the same time, not only am I being laid off, I'm being laid off during a global pandemic. So it's not Mm -hmm. like I can go out and just find another job. Um, So it's it's there are so many layers to it, because when you're laid off, you know, when normal life is happening, you have to deal with that. But when you're laid off and you have this incredibly overwhelming, terrifying global pandemic thing happening, there's just a lot of feelings to feel. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: I, I, uh, I I really didn't know what to do because it was kind of before I was laid off, I had a life to go back to. There was a plan when, when this all ended. Um, But you know, once that was taken away, it was like, okay, well, I don't have a life to go back to now. So so what does that even mean? Like quarantine is never ending now because I don't have anywhere to go. So right. um, quarantine when you're unemployed definitely hits different
0: for sure. And you know, so much about our careers are often include our identity. And that's not a bad thing. You know, we get really passionate and, and into the work that we're doing. And I know with your generation that y- you've expressed how important it is that the work you do reflects who you are and then vice versa. And so what this change, what it's been like for you, it sounds like it's really impacted a little bit of your identity.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, like I said, I've always been something. I've always either been a full-time student or I've been employed somewhere. I've never been laid off. So this was, um, I've always had my identity tied to what I was doing and suddenly I was doing nothing. And, um, it's funny because I think that the rest of the world kind of felt the same way. And it was, it was so interesting to see people's reactions to, being forced to to stay home and to not be productive all the time because we're also used especially in this country, we're also used to being busy and and we're yeah. we're doers. we have to get stuff done because otherwise you know we're terrible people like that just seems right. kind of like the mindset yeah. um, and so it's just been fascinating to see the things that people are doing to fill the time. I mean, I have been. Uh, I'm on Instagram and I have been thoroughly entertained by the amount of people I have seen baking breads and making whipped (laughs) coffee and just all of the gardening and just all of these things that they never did before. But it's, it's somehow like if we're not busy doing something, that's not okay. Um, Mm. So I, I definitely felt that at first. I was like, okay, I don't have a job now, so so what do I do with myself? And I think that's kind of like, you know, the five stages of grief. There have been like four or five stages of coronavirus where it's like yeah. the, first, the first stage is everybody's in panic mode and crisis and what does this mean? And for a lot of people, that meant going out and buying all the toilet paper they could find apparently. Um, and then... And then after the crisis, it's like, okay, this is what it is, this is how we're going to treat it. And everybody gets really optimistic and is like, oh, well, we've just been given the gift of time, we can do this, no problem. And that comes all the baking the bread and cleaning out closets and purging all the stuff you don't need. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, we did that and it's not getting better, so now what? Um so it's kind of like the the despair a little bit stage where it's like, okay, there's really no end in sight, like we thought there was. So um it's been fascinating to see people's reaction and also just to, to try and figure out my own way of staying mentally healthy is is being forced to pause and you know, you can only clean out so many closets and then what? Um so right, right. I think it's I think it's a good thing though. I think it's forcing people to realize You know, they really don't need the majority of the stuff that they have that is just kind of fluff, um, the fluff of life. Um, And, you know, you don't need to be be busy 100% of the time. So many of my friends have texted me saying, you know, they're just so lazy and they're just lazy, terrible people. And I'm like, no, we're not lazy, terrible people. We're in the middle of an unprecedented global pandemic. Just surviving it is plenty.
0: Well, and it's so true that we've swung the pendulum. So before, we've been we were really busy, almost b- busy beyond g- capacity. Mm-hmm. And now having this degree of available time and space in some cases, it's not any easier to navigate than it was to be that that crazy busy. Exactly.
1: So,
0: so then where where would you want to land in the middle of that continuum when we if we could fast forward a couple months or whatever the time frame is how do you think you and your friends are thinking about a different kind of blend or balance
1: i think that for me i have really realized i would like more i work life balance is such a cliche cuz I, I mean everybody says that but um it's really true. I, I would like to spend less time focusing on my job and more time focusing on my life because, because I think before I was working to live, right. And, and I would really like to live to work. I mean, there, there, there are so many things that have come up for me during this time where, yes, I had this identity tied to my job, but did I even like that identity? And honestly I didn't it was it was there were so many things about corporate America and not to say corporate America is a bad thing because I'm going to get back into it at some point but just so many things that don't align with me personally and you know should I should I take a hard look at that and decide really where I do want to be and what I really do want to be doing and um it's it's just it's kind of it's impossible to plan right now right because you know it's the apocalypse so it's like how do you make planning um so it's really it's really kind of all abstract just feelings and wants and desires and hopefully at some point that comes all down into a tangible action plan when the world open back opens back up again but um yeah I just I think that my friends and I and you know, everybody I've seen on social media, I, I have spent more time on Instagram than I ever have before just because it's really my only touchstone to culture right now. Right. Because I, I live yeah. alone. So it's um, kind of my only eyes into the world. And besides the news, which I had to stop watching because that was just yes, too much. That was a smart um, move. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just feel like people have been just shaken to their cores about, okay, you're, you're forced to be alone with your thoughts right now, Mm -hmm. but instead of doing that, you're going to keep going and just be busy in a different way. And it's like, we're all trying to perfect this time. And then once we've perfected it, we can get back to real life. So if this happens again, we all know exactly what to do. And it's like, there's no real perfect way to handle this. It's kind of a, no one size fits all. You have to figure out What will make you the healthiest mentally through this time and try to figure out, you know, when this is over, what do you want to take from it? And for sure, for me, I want to take more of just pausing and not being constantly going and kind of just have reflection time and me time as 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 that is, but just time to really live life and be present rather than thinking about tomorrow's meeting.
0: Yes. Well, you said a couple of things that are really impactful that I wanted to talk about a little more. So, so one is this idea of the perfect pandemic mm-hmm. and having this this drive and this need for productivity and that that really is um, pretty confronting for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's an important thing for us to think about is 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 productivity even the right thing for us to be considering as we come out of this? you know what does it mean to be productive? and is that just another way of masking what what we really want to be doing? Um, and so what's the what's underneath all of the 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 need for productivity that hopefully we can let go of a little bit coming out of this?
1: Yeah, totally. I, the, the psych nerd in me is geeking out right now because this is just so (laughs) fascinating to me, um, that, you know, it's kind of hardwired in me and at least my group of friends and people I've grown up with and even just my family, we're, we're all overachievers. We're all, we're all constantly striving for something. And, Mm. um, and when you literally can't strive for anything because there's just nothing open. um, I think that's just, I think people are don't know what to do with all of that energy. And, and so they have to figure out ways to, to stay productive. And I think that, I think that productivity is so overrated. Like I think it's important to be productive, but I also think that, When you actually do stop, I I feel like if we all stopped more, it would just be we'd have such different lives in our attitudes and our feelings towards others and things like that, because we would have time to process and deal um, with whatever's going on in our lives. And, you know, when you're constantly staying busy, you can keep everything pushed down, you know, under this under the surface where you don't have to. You know, even acknowledge it. that it's yeah. there. Right. Um, right. So I think that, I think honestly, that is the drive to stay busy is that you don't have to acknowledge anything deeper than surface. You can just mm-hmm. keep going and you can keep achieving the fluff, as I said, uh, like the, the right. money and the, the by the house and the car and all the things that you're quote unquote supposed to have um, mm-hmm. to have a happy life. And, you know, the, quote-unquote American dream Um, but is that is that really you know who you are and what you want or is that what you're doing because you don't know what else to do and you don't want to take the time to think about the endless options that are in front of you and try to figure out which one to choose because for me that's the hardest thing is I'm very blessed to have a lot of options but I don't know which one to choose. It's almost harder to have options Um, Mm -hmm. so I think honestly, that's, that's at least for me, um, I don't want to speak for everybody else, but at least for me, that's kind of the drive to just stay busy is to just keep going and keep hitting those milestones. And, you know, at some point, maybe hopefully you look around and be like, oh, I did it. I succeeded at life. I have a good, mm-hmm. happy life, <laughs> Yeah. but will you ever really get there?
0: yeah and right now it's really like you said this so another point you had brought up was about being alone with your thoughts. People are getting confronted with who they are, really, so to your point, it's not the surface level stuff anymore that they're having to contend with and and work through. It's what does matter to me, and being alone with your thoughts in some cases is useful, but in other cases it can it can be really a struggle
1: mhm yeah it's it's it really can be because. You know, we go through life and we always say, "Well, we'll do. Well, I'll do this when I have time, or I'll do that when I have time." But Mm -hmm. you never have time because you constantly stay busy. Well, now you have all the time in the world, and you're still choosing not to do those things. Right. So, what does that really say about how you feel about it? Um, uh, Something that comes to mind is just exercise. I've seen people constantly posting about their at-home workouts, and it's like I've had other friends that are just like, "I'm not." Using this time to work out, like what? <laughs> and so it's, I just think it's funny that you can, you know exercise is something that you hear people say all the time. Well, I don't have time to exercise or I'll do that mm-hmm. when I have time. Well, now you have time and you're still not exercising. So, you know, maybe exercise isn't the be all end all for you like it is for everybody else because it's such a huge and that's thing. In okay. our world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's okay. And just being okay with how you really feel about things that maybe don't align with the rest of society's feelings about it. Right, right. And
0: and another point you had brought up that I think could be fascinating to explore is this idea that coming back out of this, I believe that employees will look for and demand a different way of living and working from employers. You know, now that we've had this chance to take a step back get a little more clear, hopefully, on who we are and what matters, and we see that that constant busy, I- extreme productivity is not the not the way to happiness, um, and we've had a chance to blend our work and life differently. So, without putting you on the spot, could you imagine the different types of things you might look for in an employer of choice going forward?
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I'm so glad you brought it up because I have thought a lot about what the world looks like when this does end, and because we've all made so many changes to adapt to this current world. I mean, student loans are being, the interest interest on student loans are being taken away and people are being able to defer their mortgage payments and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, if we can take away student loan debt now, why can't we do it when this is over? Mm -hmm. Um, And things, I mean, even just trivial things like drive through margaritas are a thing now. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how you go back from that. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so many things, so many rules have been changed because we're all adapting. And it's like, I, I think some people are, I think people are going to want to hang on to some of these rules. And for me, especially, mm-hmm. we started working from home almost immediately because things did get so bad so quickly in Seattle. And yeah. so much of my job was, very easily done remotely. Um, And I really enjoy the work from home life. I've only Mm -hmm. ever done the, you know, at an office Monday through Friday type of job. And I really enjoyed the remote thing. It was more flexible and I could kind of work my schedule around you know, my real life things that I have to do as well as, you know, getting my work done in a timely manner. And so I really enjoyed that. And I feel like I wouldn't want to go back to a Monday through Friday at an office job. I I really enjoy the flexibility of work from home. And I think that would be a huge priority for me going forward. Mm. And it sounds like this new version of
0: Finding your identity in yourself versus your work, and being like you just said that you really like fitting in work around your life now instead of life around your work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's so much harder to figure out your own identity rather than just be given one by the company you're working for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to be forced into figuring out your own because you no longer have a company is is really hard for a lot of reasons, obviously, but if you're looking for the silver lining, I definitely think that's it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely talked about
0: in this time, it is an opportunity to get grounded in who you are and clear on your path forward. And it brings up the fear and anxiety all at the same time. And so I really appreciate the permission we're giving each other to not be productive and to to be okay coming out of this with a new set of expectations for yourself and your life.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I agree completely and I really hope that is a takeaway that sticks with people because even now it's still if if I just I want to have a panic spiral moment about the crazy overwhelming world that's happening it's still in me to be like, no, don't do that. Go do laundry, like go do something that is productive. But I think, I think it's important that we've been forced to do that a little bit more. And now that we have, and we know what it's like, maybe we can start to kind of unwire that hardwired, you have to be productive and not lazy kind of mindset Mm -hmm. that we have because Lazy is, you know, really villainized. And I don't think that that's, I don't think lazy is the worst thing you can be. Like, I think it's okay to take a couple hours and just do nothing.
0: Right. And the chance to really unplug and the way in which work prior to this time had been, you know, very... Uh, um available we've always been available and mm-hmm. if there's if there's ever a moment to to figure out how to compartmentalize work and home it's probably right now when it's when we're very much um, in the presence of our family more often than work uh, yes. so, to, so to your point like take the time take self-care whatever whatever you need to decompress this this is a new phenomenon for us which is so funny to think about you mm-hmm. know self- self-care we talked about in the, the, you know, couple months, years before this moment, but it was usually in the vein of, hey, take care of yourself so you can come back and be more productive. Yes, exactly. Um, And now I think I really am seeing a shift in conversations to putting people's selves first and building their life around that.
1: Yeah. That's such a good point is, you know, it was such a, self-care became such a trendy thing but it was still in the same vein of productivity because self-care means do a face mask for 15 minutes and then do a chemical like do all these things you know that will make you feel better so that you can come back and be even more productive so that's such a good point that it was Mm -hmm. still all in the same vein of productivity and now it's really more like no do this because you're a person and you're alive and you should enjoy being alive and you should do whatever you can to take care of yourself because no one else will so mm-hmm. um yeah that's a really good point yeah and this idea of
0: you brought it up earlier like time to reflect and integrate everything you're experiencing and learning mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a form of self-care too you know it's so that you can continue to drive clarity in who am i and and what matters to me absolutely uh, Fitting that into our new ways of working going forward, because I, I, I'm not looking to go back to the degree of uh, busyness that I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, the right things, the right results—that's what I want to be focused on. Um, and it's showing me I'm, I'm balancing kids at home as well. That I can get stuff done in short bursts of time mm-hmm. before I go back to playing Candyland. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it is definitely interesting. Well, is there um, before we get to sort of our, our reflection and close section? Is there anything more you wanted to share with us on your journey or,
1: or what's been coming up for you? Um, I think I think that pretty well sums it up. I think the biggest takeaways are just not waiting for the end date, which we don't know when that'll be, and not just staying busy until then but really taking the time to take advantage of the fact that you know you've had this mirror put up in front of your face and what can you do with it and like you said giving yourself permission to just to just be and that's that's plenty um i think i think those are just really big lessons that i really didn't pay attention to beforehand when i was you know on the hamster wheel of life right
0: and we can't unlearn these lessons So coming out of this, what we have all come to value, we're not going to stop valuing them. And so I'm interested in seeing, you know, what will be different as a result of having gone through this. So is there anything that you are hoping will be different, uh, you know, a year from now or in the future?
1: Um, I really hope that people like we as a society just slow down permanently. I, I think this slowdown has been... So beneficial in so many ways, and we've we've seen that life still does work when we slow down. Um, we have proof that it works, and the the world will not end if we slow down. So I feel like if we could keep that going, um, that would be the biggest thing for me because I think that you know we're a world full of anxious, busy people, and if we were less busy, maybe we'd be less anxious and live life more. Um, and I have talked to my family, uh, more in this time than I ever have before. Um, so I think that's another really big takeaway is that people are connecting more because we feel the need for it more because we're not around people all day, every day anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think, I think that's a huge takeaway as well is that we need connection, but we need the right kind of connection for us. Um, So I think that would also be something that I would like to see people still practicing a year from now. I think that's such a
0: great a great way to say it. I really liked your point on the anxiety and the busyness. What's the connection there? And if we reduce one, can we reduce the other?
1: hmm
0: Wow. Well, and is there anything more that you could offer as a recommendation on what we could do now to help us come back stronger than before?
1: I think... I hope that people will, um, because for me especially, I have I have made a concerted effort to not try to stay productive all the time. Um, at first, I was, I mean, organizing mm-hmm. my house like Very there was addictive. no tomorrow and just yeah. going crazy with, you know, all the things that I could get done. But it's just mentally exhausting. And, and I was finally like, okay, this stuff is not going anywhere. And I just suffered a loss in my job and mm-hmm. I need to deal with that. Um, so I think that if, if people could just really be okay with just pausing every now and then and reflecting on, okay, how am I really feeling below the surface? You know, if I wasn't baking bread right now, what would I be feeling? Mm -hmm. Um, because I think if we can just, if we can align our busy, anxious brains with our hearts and kind of, you know, make those two a symbiotic relationship rather than, you know, one trying to constantly fight down the other, um, I think we could just be better people, to be honest. I think that that would just make us better people if we could just reflect and really let ourselves feel feelings and process things before immediately jumping into the next thing. Um, So that's kind of my best advice right now, because that's really what I've been trying to do. I think that's great. It's really about coming home to yourself and
0: being more present and keeping keeping that with us as we move forward. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Oh, excellent. Well, how can people reach out um, to you if if they want to connect or learn more about you?
1: Um, I am on LinkedIn, Amanda Grace Herring. Uh, Herring is spelled like the fish, so it's easy to remember. <laughs> um, I am also on Instagram, Amanda Grace seven eight eight. Um, Instagram is the only social media I have because just like watching the news, I can't get too far down into that rabbit hole, (laughs) Um, but yeah, those are the best ways, LinkedIn and Instagram.
0: Fantastic. Well, Amanda Grace, I can't thank you enough for being willing to share your story. I know that this change for you was uh, for anybody going through this is a challenging one to deal with. And so your willingness to work through some of that and share with us is just, I'm very grateful.
1: Thank you so much. This was so fun. I love it.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love to share your stories to help all of us come back stronger than we were before. For more information and to contact us, visit www.humansoptimized.com.